Kanichiwa. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast. Brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Did you know that 98% of people say that they would attend church if invited by a friend, yet only 2% of churchgoers say they're actively inviting? Reach was started to change this stat to give people a better way to invite. Reach equips congregations to invite friends in a powerful and scalable way. For every check-in on Facebook and tag on Instagram, a donation is made to a kingdom-building cause. More people hear about church from their friends and more good is done around the world. It's that simple. Reach is offering a special promotion for Church Planner Podcast listeners. Get your first month free. To get started, just visit causely.com forward slash reach and sign up using the promo code podcast. Could you like shut up and give us the money? (laughs) Yeah, baby. (laughs) That was our first time. That was like our virgin flight. Of a pre-recorded ad. I liked, and, and I loved ruining the commercial with a little... Could you, like, shut up and give us the money? I'm just saying. That's, that's rad, man. I can't wait till I have my dang soundboard. You know, it's only $50, and I know you're rich now, because you with, you're with the rich denomination. I am, yeah. They got money. I got money. They got money. That's all I'm saying. What was $50, the piece of kit? Soundboard. The program that it's I so use. Neat. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's a program? That's All a right. program. I'm getting it. So you don't have an external uh Not for the soundboard. Or you don't? No. So rad, dude. I'm so getting that. But I, I actually don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm using my external thing to be able to play it. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it. You got to talk to yeah. your, your guy. What was his name? Jason, Justin, something like that from Refuge? Yeah. Who yeah. hooked us up with all the uh, sound equipment? Not oh, yeah. Sound advice, maybe. Maybe that's the better. He gave us sound advice. That was pretty bad. Really? How about Whitney yeah. Houston? How's Whitney doing? That. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty uh, worse. <laughs> and uh, what's up with the dad jokes, man? What are you like, Indiana Jones in episode five? Which <laughs> never happened, by the way. I was watching some YouTube uh, video and it was a contest between two comedians and they would get points if they could make the other guy laugh <laughs> so they were just going back and forth with like the corniest jokes and you the one have that, to send that to me the one that just had me in stitches was uh what was whitney houston's uh wait how did i say it to you what kind of coordination houston, hey, do whitney houston uh, have and i <laughs> <laughs> I just lost it, man, because I thought most of them were stupid. And then that one, I was like, okay, you got me with that one. That's pretty good. So I've been using that on everyone ever since then. I haven't had an original thought in my life. Not not a single one. uh, When this call started, listener, I got on here and uh, that's Pete actually said those very words to me and sung. (laughs) And I should say I did that not knowing you were in the middle of another interview. (laughs) I was actually on another. I'm like. 
I, I got my line muted. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm actually on another interview for my book right now. A radio interview, like a real radio, not just yeah. podcast. But he was talking, and you know, he knew I had to go. So, But I just thought I'd see him out. I thought so. I thought it was kind of you. That's all it, I'm saying. It was. It was funny. Pete's Pete's dying when when I'm telling him. But the the best comment I have heard in ages was the one that uh, Stephanie Tron gave, <laughs> no. where she said she she started talking about Smack Talk. Which welcome to the Church Planner Podcast. We do this little thing for twenty, sometimes if we're naughty, thirty minutes. And uh, she she said, oh, I I remember first time I ever heard. Because her no, husband that, started listening to the podcast first. And he's right. like, you got to listen to the Church Planner podcast. And it is an acquired taste. We get into church planning goodness about 40, <laughs> the last 30 or 40 minutes. But the first one, Pete and I just talk like friends. And it's called Smack Talk. And she, it was so funny because she was talking about her experience. Like, I was like, what are you listening to? She's like, then I was listening. I'm like, what in the heck is this? And can these guys even be safe? <laughs> <laughs> and it's man, there are podcasts out there where like people are cussing and say we don't do anything. We just we just talk about underwear and chargers and whatever else. I, I honestly think what it comes down to is Stephanie was saying, I know Pete's not saved. <laughs> and Peyton by association, uh, I'm not sure where he stands. I think that's the, really the, what it the came best down to. was the Bible inner circle. Uh one of the members wanted uh, Pete to come to his church. And, uh, there was a little, there was a little bit of, uh, there was some serious pitching going on for you. Well, what I thought was funny is it was a text message. Hey, can you, can you come speak, uh, on Sunday at, you know, whatever Sunday it was. And, um, and they gave me the, uh, the location. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, they think they're texting Peyton. <laughs> like <laughs> they they Are you don't serious? Yeah. I told you this. I can't even oh. tell you who it is. I'll tell you who it is offline. Oh, I haven't seen this. Because well, so they there's didn't, a request floating around out there? It wasn't it didn't say Sunday. It just said on this date. Can you speak on this date at this location? And I'm like, oh dude, someone wants me to come speak. Well, you know, now I gotta go into the whole, hey, you know, my, my speaking fee is this, <laughs> right? And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> What day is that? And I'm like, that's a Sunday. And I think all I texted back was, you know, this isn't Peyton Jones, right? <laughs> they go, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what's his number? And I go, here's his number. And I sent him over to you that way. That's rad. I did not know that. Yeah, you did. You just don't remember. Yeah. I had told you at one time. It, yeah. In a sense, it has since left your, your Hey, guys, whole... a quick uh, word. If you listen to this podcast and you do not listen to hardcore church planning, shame on you. Get over there now and subscribe. Dang it. Because I'm getting advertisers. And, and I got to tell them how many of you guys listen. And and I must say that uh, the, the main reason that our audience doesn't go over to hardcore, there's <laughs> no longer Pete. <laughs> you know, and, and thus we've uncovered the real reason. Peyton did not mention Pete. Pete gave up hardcore church planning for Lent, and it just took from there. <laughs> for Lent? <laughs> <laughs> Supposed to give up something bad for Lent, Pete. Well, Do you not know how Lent works? That is my bad. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's great. 
you know, one day men will call what is evil good and oh, what is good evil. I love it. I love it. So, hey, had anything fun happen to you this last week? Any Anything we need to bring up on the old smack talker No. You know, I don't know that I got a whole lot of either. Part of the problem is you and I talked this morning. See, we can't do the podcast on a day we already talked. Let me tell you, um, without divulging where I live in case there's crazy stalkers that have nothing better to do, like go stalk a Hollywood person. Don't stalk me, but I live in coastal California, and I did discover that when your house- One, two, three, Ocean Street. (laughs) Hey, when you live in a neighborhood that is right near the beach, I have since found out that I can't afford to rent here. I have a house here because people that were like family said, uh, God wants you to have this house and just go to the bank and see what you can afford. And uh, that was the purchase price of my house. But the reality is I could not actually uh, afford to rent where uh, one week rental here, vacation re- rental is my mortgage. Yeah, that's normal. Oh, it's crazy, man. I, I, I'm like, are you kidding? Like they told me. Are you me still in the hotel? Are you still living in the hotel? No, we're living in a house down the street from my house. How long is it going to take for them to fix your house? Well, I settled with them. So they paid me the big money and I'm walking away. I hired an advocate. Oh, did that work? Did you hire him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got to pay my food. Otherwise, I say, I'll see you in court. Here's my lawyer's number. So it's a weird thing, dude. You hire this guy. He comes along. He takes a cut and he, he goes. They were arguing. In my dining room. It was so funny. No, no, you got to go. They're arguing with each other. Their voices were getting higher and higher and higher. And it was funny. Really? Yeah. Who was it? The insurance adjuster and then your guy? Yeah. My advocate, my public adjuster. And I, I'm curious. I was like, boys, 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 don't fight over me. I, 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 Do you want a Coke? Or I don't want to bring this up on the podcast, but I'm. you got to fill me in. Like, I want to know. I'll tell you after. I'll tell I want to know how much more he got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that I'll, was the I'll catch, right? All. He doesn't get paid on what they already offered you. It's only the additional. Isn't Stay tuned afterwards where Peyton gives <laughs> Pete the tell all to Dude, his I, insurance conundrum. I'm really, I'm, I can't wait to be frank about and it. And now I'm listening to everything we say on this, wondering what have I said that sounds like I can't be saved? I mean, Pete, yeah, but I mean, what have I said? It's association, it's guilt by association. Uh, but, See, what I don't get, and we talked about this way back in the beginning, is if I hang out with you, it's just incredible mission, and it just makes me look really holy. I don't understand how someone would think. It just makes me look like a hardcore it's missionary. Incredible mission. I love it. I love yeah. it. I'm the mission. You guys should be like, well, how does Peyton do that? <laughs> I, think, I think people should be like, how is, how is Pete still married? How did that happen? Hey, but I do want to say I did get invited to do a wedding. And since you've been ordained through the mail, Pete, I do kind of think. Internet. You, internet. No, yeah, I, the internet. That's never been meant, through mail internet. yet. Yeah. The mail actually is kind of more legit. You're right. It was the internet. Um, Pete has his internet certificate. So you can actually marry and bury and uh, bury um, that, that. I wasn't in an intentional uh, play on words, but Barry, um, who works for Church Planner Magazine, is getting married. And it's going to be in Yosemite. And uh, so I thought, Pete, I would send you okay, up there. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. We got a guy from Wales. Yeah. Marrying a gal from, from Santa, Santa Ana. Ana. 
Yeah. And they're going to go seven hours away to Yosemite to get married. We so tried to way, talk to the kid. No friends or family from either person yeah. can attend. That's pretty much what we told him. And so it's, but he's like, no, no, you got to be there. And I know he doesn't have the money to cover my expenses. So I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't think I can. Uh, uh, hey, Yosemite's not cheap. Come on. Right. Well, and it's nine hours away. Yeah. That's, I mean, the problem with Yosemite, when is it? What time of year? April. It's still cold there. Yeah, it's still cold. That means I don't know that the campgrounds will even be open yet because it could still be snowy. That means you have to stay in one of the hotels, which means it's probably too late to even reserve a room. But I will say it was like a little uh, cabin church, like on the cover of Sunset Magazine. That's where we Not go. That I would we know. go to Yosemite. It's the one church that's there. It is. Yeah, that was it. It's like in a little field, and it, it was really sweet. And uh, Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. I just, I have a bear phobia. Like, I can't, you know, I'm worried a bear's going to eat me. Is that I why saw... you don't like me hugging you? A big bear hug from Pete? <laughs> That's why we're friends. <laughs> Pete will never hug me. I will never have to face my bear phobia. Pete's my friend. I love it, man. I love it. So I just thought I'd send you up there. Will you do that? Will you do his his marriage for me as a favor? Come on. Well, um, the by the way, is... if Pete says no, just so you guys know, if any of you out there are ordained, and you want to go in my place, um, I'm accepting, uh, uh, you know, just send me an application, Peyton at Church Planner Mag. Tell me why this is the competition, why I should do Barry's wedding competition. Send I, it in. I will say this, that absolutely, I'd be more than happy to go do the wedding service. However, unlike you, I don't lower my fee for anyone under any occasion. So <laughs> he's still got to pay my fee. And this yeah. is a minimum three-day trip. I don't know that he can afford it. Or but you're kind of obligated because there's or, or, there's... or, true story, if they can't afford my fee, as long as I can sell product at the event that I'm speaking at... Oh, nice. I, I will definitely tr do the trade-off. And now at the time where we would normally light the Unity candle, we're going to see a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> <laughs> On hey, business growth have consulting. Have you ever had this problem... You know, it'd be this total like pitch and ad. It'd be so rad. Here's the truth. Businesses today are struggling. They need an advocate to help them with their marketing. Bring more clients. Get the profits up. I've got a six-week course that I'll sell to you. Normally $29.97, but today only it's $19.97. And if if you act now before Barry and and why am I forgetting her name? Melissa, Melissa Kiss. <laughs> we'll even throw in a bonus. I like it. Yeah. I like it a That'd lot. Rad. I'm just saying. See, I've been hanging out with you too much. My mind naturally goes there now. Oh, oh, this was the best, guys. And I did download this stuff. However, I haven't had a chance to put it into Voxer yet. Or not Voxer. Uh, I downloaded it from Voxer. I haven't had a chance to put it in my soundboard so I, I can share it with you guys. Oh, no. I know what this is. Okay. There was a whole discussion on Voxer. About uh, Pete joining <laughs> joining Charlie's church. Do you remember that? And and everyone started throwing all my marketing advice back at me, but from the standpoint of uh, the church, like they're because guys, if if you don't know, Peyton and I have a little something, a little ditty we call the Bivo Inner Circle. And if you don't know anything about the Bivo Inner Circle, you want to head on over to bivoinnercircle.com. 
And so what we do in there is we give everyone great ministry advice and we also teach them uh, business advice. So that way they can make money while they're uh, doing their church, whether it's a church plant or they're uh, an established church, but they're bivocational or just not paid enough or they're a youth pastor or they're getting into ministry, you know, all that type of stuff. Right. So we got we got that thing going on and there's all kinds of business advice. And so it just it, it spiraled out of control into the the funniest back and forth ever. And I think it was Travis who's like, I think, Charlie, you need to create the uh, the Jesus inner circle. And then Dan Sams chimes in. Well, you got to make sure the first three people who join that are Peter, James and John, you know, which was funny on its own merits. And then uh, and then Travis chimes back in and he's like, well, Charlie, if you want Pete to join your church plant. You got to give him an irresistible offer. If he does six months ties up front, he gets the year for free or the other six months for free. It was classic. It was great. It was pretty good, man. I got to say the, uh, the, and and it was so quick. These guys were like lightning fast. Their, their wit was just flowing. It was rad. That's because I have taught them well, my young grasshoppers. I have taught them the secrets to making money as a bivocational pastor. Yes, you have. Bivocational. So what's happening in your life, man? That's what I was just sitting here thinking. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, my son's birthday is on Sunday. So my family's coming in uh, for that. And I'm a little bit torn because I get this call from my family yesterday. And uh, my dad and mom are on the line. And my dad says this. Uh, son, we would like to do something with you and your family on Monday. And what we'd really like to know is, do the kids still have Disneyland tickets? My family is going to Disneyland on Monday. I, now, you I know, I was going to ask you, what do you, what, what, what do you think they're going to do? They, someone at their church had four tickets that expired in two weeks. So they're coming, they're going to use those for them. My mom, my dad, my sister, my niece. I, on the other hand, do not have a pass. I don't have tickets. I am the unhappiest man at the happiest place on earth. I don't like Disneyland. On what? What in the world are you doing, man? Do you have any idea what that looks like to me? I I, I had to button my pants. It didn't look like you were buttoning your pants. It looked the exact opposite, and I had no idea what we were doing. I, I, I had was to like my pants. I just went from being totally comfortable with you to I don't know that I could ever look you in the eyes again. I don't know. I, I'm sorry about that. I, I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. I was trying to be discreet, like, I need to button my pants, but I don't want Pete to you see me. You could have gone off pants. camera just for a second. Just step off frame. Yeah, I could have done that, but then you would have gotten like... Peyton's not listening to me. I was listening <laughs> rapidly attentive to you while which, I was buttoning my pants. Which happens almost every time we talk. I'm like, Peyton's not paying a word, a bit of attention it, it to it. So I, I have a complex now. It's like, I got it. I got to button my pants while Pete's talking. There was an internal monologue going on there. Well, the end of my story is this. I think I'm being forced to get another stupid Disneyland pass. It's been Ooh, great. No, no, no. You're playing this wrong, my friend. You're playing this wrong. T- tell me Completely. how to play it. Tell me how to play it. Okay. So I'm going to add these components up and you do the math. Grandparents plus kids plus Disneyland equals a free day for Pete and Jamie to do whatever they want. No. Babysitting. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. 
because here's the thing. I already tried that. <laughs> I, I'm like, well, why do I need to go? To which Jamie informed me that I had no choice. I had to go. Why? I, you just say, oh, mom, dad, we don't have passes anymore. No, I don't have a pass. They know she okay, loves okay, Disneyland. Okay, okay, okay. So have your parents buy you the pass and it's a win. I don't care about the money. I don't want the pass because now what's going to happen, I will be forced to go with the family to Disneyland. That's right. See, but when it, they here's what I don't get, Pete. You, you of all people, Star Wars Land is a coming. It's not here it. yet. I, I've seen it. If it was here, I, w- I t- even told Luke, I go, I will go back to Disneyland when Star Wars Land is open. Dude, but it's like I've two years it. away. I saw it. It's yeah, two years man. away. It doesn't matter. I saw it. It doesn't matter. I was walking from Fantasyland to, you know, that little place where all the smokers hang out behind Big Thunder Mountain? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, where, where like the rivers of America are on the right. Right. They, they've got that all boarded up. Right. Uh, th- thanks for taking away your train. It's not as if train, anyone's ever heard that I, one before. I know. Train tracks. Well, he was really loud. But anyways, on the right-hand side, they've got like the construction barriers. But you know they do this on purpose. So like, let's find the naughtiest wood we can and poke the knot holes out. <laughs> you know, because, you know, everybody's up there looking through the people, right? Like, whoa, you know, and people are like, I see scaffolding. Everybody's reporting on it. It's funny as heck. People are like, I think I can make it. Is that Moss Eisley Cantina? Dude, it's rad. You just you gotta you gotta just go so you can look to the people. I man. don't need to see it. It's not open. Doesn't matter. It's like seeing a trailer. I don't understand. I don't want to go to Disneyland. I don't like Disneyland. I hate Disneyland. <laughs> Why do you make me go to Disneyland? Why are you talking to me about this? I want to go to Legoland. Legoland's the one that I like. No one's ever there. The lines are always short. I and like it. Why do you like Disneyland? What's the other reason we like Disneyland? Pete? I don't like Disneyland at all. I mean, sorry, Legoland. Uh, I don't know why. Who often joins you there? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Do you remember the elevator? We, we, the we've Legoland got a friend. Hotel? We've got a friend down there who will sometimes come join us. I, w- I will. I, I don't think you've I ever will. met him. <laughs> <laughs> One time, it was the best thing. Tell them about the elevator at the Legoland Hotel. Okay, so the Legoland Hotel is awesome. And at the Legoland Hotel, when you get into the elevator... Church planners, you can't afford this, so listen to Pete closely, (laughs) because it's the closest you'll ever get, unless you join the Bible Inner Circle. Then you can stay there every night. But listen to what Pete's about to say. No, when you get in, all of a sudden, as soon as the doors close, they start playing music, and the disco ball starts going, and everyone starts dancing in the elevator. All the kids, yeah, all the adults. It plays disco. The dis- all the lights go dim. These like neon lights come on, and the glitter ball starts spinning. It's And this guy goes, oh, yeah. It's the funniest <laughs> thing. It's the it's best ele- elevator ride ever. Yeah, do not stay on the first floor of the Legoland Hotel. You You have to be on some other floor so you can ride the elevator regularly. Well, that's probably as much smack talk as we can possibly stomach. It probably is, and it's probably best uh, that we actually get to... Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Oh, yes. (laughs) My sound bites. Anyways, I was wondering if you would like to join me in my quarters this night for some toast. (laughs) (laughs) Best movie ever. Uh, So what is today's topic? 
Mr. Jones. Field training. Finally. Field training. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and run with that, and uh, I'm going to go to Disneyland. Okay. All right. Well, um, hey, you know, they, we have a saying about Pete at Disneyland, like a Pete in the sun, right? That's that's like that's like the picture of misery right there is Pete Mitchell sitting in the sun. That's true. It's true. Even at, even at your kids' birthday parties, I come up and you're like, and, and it's funny because, you know, Luke's birthday is now, you know, it's like August. So I'm like, what's up? And you're, you're like sunk into this, this chair with like glasses on and a hat. And you're like, what's up? <laughs> you're not a happy camper. No, not at all. I hate the sun. I hate it with a passion. So anyways, uh, I'm more, I'm more go to Luke's birthday parties for moral support. Let's just say that that is a sign of my friendship right there. Hey, all I know is this next Sunday's uh, um, party is going to be at a bounce house that's supposedly air conditioned. That was my oh, only requirement. Score has to be. Air I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that's a selling point for my wife because it's a long drive and my wife's totally cool with it. But I'll tell her, hey, bounce house for the kids. Air conditioning for the adults. Dude, we joined a trampoline place when my mom died. And that was weird. Day after my mom died, I was jumping on a trampoline. And uh, it, it it was a weird feeling. Like, should I be doing this? But it was a nice distraction, I have to say. Hey, uh, before we actually finish and actually get into field the topic. Training. Field training. And get into field training. Um, I do need to say that I did get an email uh, within the last half hour from Marvel Studios telling me that between August 25th and August 31st, I can see all 11 Marvel Studios films for $5 each. Iron Man, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Avengers, Doctor Strange, Iron Man. I, I'm not going to be working next week. That's all I'm saying. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's cool. So, guys, uh, the podcast and everything is going to kind of fall down a little bit next week. Just be understanding. <laughs> Pete, Pete gave you a good reason. So, here's the deal. Field training. How do I segue into this? I don't know. I, I, you you got to explain to me what field training is. Well, uh, which, field training which, which I have hands-on. to say, I have an assistant named Wayne, and we got an order for the uh, the Jump School book and video set of six movies. And I go, and I'm showing them in my office. I go, okay, here's where they are. So when the orders come in, you take these and you stick them in the mail, mail them out. And he goes, uh, Peyton really likes this military theme, doesn't he? <laughs> and I go, Peyton really likes uh, the term jump school. So I'm surprised that you didn't call field training jump school. That's all I'm saying. That's hilarious, man. Well, you know, here's the deal. Let's just uh, talk about how we do church first. And then that will kind of apply to how we do training. Number one, the way we do church is we gather everybody into a room and we talk at them for 30 minutes, maybe more. And we tell them, Hey, church, um, go, you know, you, you need to like do stuff, even though all they do is come and listen. And then after afterwards, it's like, you know, a huddle breaking up at a football game. Ready, break. And we all clap. And then someone goes, now go be the church. And then, you know, after every time we get together, we just sit or, or, or we sit and eat or whatever. We just sit and listen. Then somehow magically when we leave the building, we're supposed to go do all this action. and. For me, I I remember years ago realizing that maybe we should do this action stuff together. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, while we're gathered. I know that's a crazy idea and I'm I'm kind of a 
a little bit of a radical thinker here and maybe a little crazy, but maybe instead of doing nothing while we're together and talking about doing something, then challenging each other to do something, anything when we're not together, maybe we should do stuff when we are together. And of course, um, when you read the New Testament, you see that that's how church was. It was interactive. It was busy. Um, there's evangelism going on, um, all that kind of stuff. So that became the model of church for me. I talk about it in Church Zero. I talk about it in Reaching the Unreached. Uh, cha-ching, cha-ching. I had to do it twice. Nice. And, like it. Uh, and our training is no different. I don't know how many times I've been to training where we come together and we get in a room and we talk about stuff that we could do, but we only talk about it. Now imagine the military, right? Imagine if you were a soldier or a, a, a you know a MMA fighter, and every time you came to practice, they go right. Here's the principles of hitting somebody. First, you wind back your arm. You can hit them from the side. You can hit them dead on in the center. You can come from below or you can come from above. You can end from, from the left side or the right side. Why, why and, did they become British all of a sudden? Uh, they became nerds. So <laughs> they get a good response from some people from the, the, the podcast where we talked about reaching the nerds. Remember that? I, I didn't know we got response from it. I don't remember. Yeah, we did. We did. Somebody was very blessed. A nerd. But here, here's the deal. Um, the, the reality is, is that that's what we do with church planning. We get together and we talk about church planning, but we don't do anything when we're together. And so contrasting this from Paul, if you really want a church plant, um, a lot of the internships for church planners are internships in established churches. What you're going to do is you're going to learn how to be a, a, a clerk, you know, a, a, a desk clerk, a, a, as, 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 Pete calls it a, a, a pew jockey, a pencil pusher for Jesus. Um, you're not, you're going to learn to do church chores. Hey, make these copies in turn. Um, do this in turn. Come to this meeting and sit in turn. Come here and drink coffee with us and talk in turn. Um, but you're not actually doing church planting. And so one of the things that, you know, a few years ago, um, I was developing something called Train Station, which was all interactive. And it was interactive together where we did stuff that we talked about, but also it had field training. Field training is where you make field trips into an area and you actually train people on the ground. Here's a part of the community. Let's go look at it. Let's go pray for it. Let's come back. Let's strategize. Let's decide uh, whose strategy makes the most sense. Let's pray about it. And then what would often happen is coming on from that, I would give them a... Um, an assignment to say, hey, come up with a master strategy so that by week four, we're going to go do that together. And we're going to do that for a number of weeks. And of course, I got recruited by NAM, which you know was a good thing. And I'm definitely developing some field training for them right now. But, but the reality is that's always been my passion is field training. And in case in point, I have a guy, he came with us uh, to train station. And because train station, uh, it it, it ended preemptively. What happened was we, you know, I started making films. And he was a guy that in train station said, hey, Peyton, want me to film these? And I said, yeah. Why don't you explain what train station is? I so 
Train Station was meant to be an eight-month training course that ran from September to May. And what it did was we met for two hours every week. It was Mondays. And we had a, um, a topic. Like So the first one was, what is church planning? And we would have three phases, deconstruction, construction, and reconstruction. So we deconstruct it, right? First thing we do is, you know, like, for example, I talked about the difference between church starts versus church plants. Church starts are where you get a building and, you know, you, you, you get all the sexy logos and this, that. Then I said, but church planting is where you actually make disciples out of non-believers. You evangelize, you infiltrate the community, um, you occupy, you know, on and on. And then I say, and a church comes out of that because believers come out of that. And so it's frontline, it's this. And so we contrasted. And at the end of that day, um, the very first day, this is how you know you're in for it. I said, today, your homework for next week is to go out into the community this week and lead someone to Jesus. And they all kind of looked at me like, what? Hmm. What do you say? And, and, and so I, and I knew and I anticipated this response. So I said, oh, okay, all right, you guys are looking at me. What, what's going on? And some were like, hey, uh, this is not really up to us. And I go, oh, but on the contrary, Paul says they're out there, you know, God's, God's marked them, but how are they going to believe unless someone goes, tells them, come on, man, get out there. And I go, wait, 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 are you guys telling me you're church planners? You're going to go write these newsletters and talk about how you're going to change a whole community. But if I tell you to go out there and reach one person for Jesus this week, that's too hard. I don't know. How, how are you going to be a church planner then? That is church planning. And so... <laughs> And that was, that was where, you know, I know I feel, I feel a little bit like a jerk sometimes, but it, it was the challenge people need. I think, I think sometimes people just need like mama bird to be pushed out of the nest and, and I'll come back to Bo, who I was talking about where the story comes full circle because what happened was there was a guy named Mark Allen. He was in uh, Riverside County. Um, there were guys coming from four counties because as soon as you say, Hey, there's free training and it was free. Um, you know, and they came and all of those planners today are still going strong. Like it was good training. And what happened was, um, this guy, Mark Allen, he didn't know what to do, but I had mentioned, you know, like, Hey, you know, like you could go get a Starbucks traveler and go sit on a bus stop, you know, offer people coffee. Cause I had been reading something by Alan Briggs and he mentioned he does that every autumn and it was autumn. And so he, he, he said, well, um, so he comes back next week. Everyone comes back. And I said, guys, what happened this week? And what I really want to show him was that action begets results. It, it, so much of us have learned the habit of inactivity. And so I, I said, well, you know, what happened? And he shared, I don't think anyone else did anything, right? Which is part of the problem, right? We want to go to more seminars. We want to sit in more classes. We want to... But nobody wants to get out and do anything. And so I ended up saying to, um, or, or Mark started sharing. He said, well, because it was, it was, it was crazy. I didn't know what to do and I was really challenged. And I went out and I, 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 I sat down. I, I got a Starbucks traveler, sat down on a bench. It was cold. People thought I was an ax murderer at first, started pouring coffee. And of course, this is in reaching the unreached, uh, cha-ching. Uh, unreaching the unre unre unreaching, unreaching the reached unreaching the reached. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a website kind of like that this week. Funny enough, um, reaching the unreached book dot com. Ching ching. I'd say it again, but um, 
he said, you know, and, and people eventually started trusting me and taking the coffee. I just said, hey, it's just cold, you know, and I'm out here. Stupid train. But he said by the end of it, people were talking to me. And he said this one guy is 50 year old black guy would not get on the bus. He missed his bus twice. But by the end of it, um, by the time he did finally get on his, his third bus, um, he had come to faith right there on the bench. And he's like, I was just, I was just amazed how many more people are walking around like that. That, you know, the guy was like, no, no, we, we got to keep talking. He wouldn't get on his bus. And, you know, imagine now here's, here's the other guys in the, in, in the class and they're realizing, you know, I could have had a story if I'd done something, if I'd just gotten out there. And, uh, of course that's what, that's what refuge Long Beach really was was we were in we were comfortable man we we're in a presbyterian uh church in this you know more in the suburbs still kind of downtown but more of like a uh uh more of a, a safer neighborhood than where we eventually went um if you remember remember the presbyterian oh, church yeah, yeah 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 and the first thing i said was guys we need to get out of here right this is this is this is conquered ground man like this is grounds already been taken Let's get out on the front lines. Let's get out there into a part of the community where there aren't churches well, and let's go reach. Let's in. let's hit on something here. So you understand why. Okay. This is something that I'm constantly drilling into all of my clients heads when it comes to marketing for businesses. And it's the same thing for this, what we're talking about evangelism. And that is there's two conversations going on. There's the conversation in your mind and the conversation in your prospect mind or the business owner's mind or the bottom line is the other guy's mind. So when we're talking about evangelism, when we're talking about reaching people, you got to realize you might have a really nice building. Those four walls and the door are a barrier. They are keeping people out because they're going, dude, I don't know if I'm going to be comfortable in there. Uh, I've never gone to church or I haven't gone to church since I was a kid. What's mm -hmm. it, you know, what's going to happen once I walk through those doors? I don't know that this is cool or not. And right. you, you got to realize, yeah, I need a place for my church to meet. That's what you're thinking. I mean, one, you know this about me and I, I'm, I'm going to go off here for a second. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate the outdoors. <laughs> Specifically, I hate the sun. If it's totally overcast, I actually love it outside. I, I would be, I, I wish. God called me to Wales. Technically, I wish he called my wife because she's the only reason I, I stay in this, this miserable, sunny land where it's sunny 364 days a year. I know it's like everyone's dream. It's not mine. I hate the sun so bad that every church we ever went to here in Southern California, <laughs> they always had, oh, hey, don't forget, next Sunday is our Sunday in the park. And and I'm, I just look at her and I go... I'm not going to church next week. I don't give a rip. I'm not going to church because yeah. I am not sitting outside. I can't stand the sun. Right. Until Refuge Long Beach. Right. And it everything changed because now it wasn't like a once a month thing. We were always in the park. When we met at Luther Burbank School, <laughs> we met outside on the bleachers. They're like, what in the heck, man? We have a building now. I know, no, right? We had a building there too. with air conditioning, and we wouldn't use it, right? We were outside because the second you take people inside, they're like, uh, yeah, I don't want to go in there. 
Well, okay. So, and that was, this is so powerful that I'm so glad you brought that up because I forgot that. The reason we met outside was we would serve breakfast and people would come for the, it was good breakfast, right? Yep. My favorite one. And we had some really good cooks, but my favorite one was when Pete went to McDonald's. <laughs> because we didn't have food and people were hungry. Egg McMuffins. Did, I, was so, I was so hungry. I was like, that's it. I'm going to McDonald's. I'm getting some McMuffins. The only time it ever happened, someone completely dropped the ball and Pete, you know, stepped up, goes to McDonald's and goes, 60 egg McMuffins, please. But it was like right when they were ending breakfast. <gasps> They're like, but it oh, was so good. We, we we stopped serving breakfast. I'd like sixty of them. Okay, we'll turn the fryers back on. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! You you were like, they were so good because they had just been made. Yeah, never eaten them like that in my life. They melted in your mouth. Yep. And uh, now I'm hungry. Dang you! They serve breakfast all day. All so day gone. now. It's great. It's wonderful. So, anyways, uh, but but what we would find is that people would come for this breakfast. And then as soon as church started, they'd take off. They'd be like, huh, I don't know. Like yeah. they'd hang out with us. They'd talk with us. They'd eat with us. So we're like, let's just do church here on the these benches, man. Yeah. yeah. Like just do it outdoors. And it was a sacrifice, but it was effective. We had people then going, oh, cool. I'll stay here. You know, I'll and sit. See, it, for me, I'll- it changed from. Oh look, we're gonna go do church outside and make Pete miserable. To we're doing church outside because we're reaching people who won't come through the doors. Yeah. And like it changed for me, and I got it. And I didn't care if I had to get up and move my chair to another part because the shade moved, which I do. I'd follow the freaking shade. <laughs> I'm the guy. Like every two minutes, I'm like, oh, pick up the chair, move over two more feet. Okay, I'm back down because I'm a redhead. I don't like the sun, but right. it changed things. It absolutely changed things. Right, right. Sorry, I well, totally took you off track with that. No, 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 dude, you're fine. You're fine. Here's, here's a cool thing, man, is that, you know, I'm looking at every, everything that we're talking about, fuel training and, and just imagine for a second, there we were doing mission together and everything we did didn't come from me. It it came from our people. Like I'll never forget the first Sunday. Okay, we, we had that episode I talk about in Reaching the Unreach, ching, uh, where the, the lady, um, you know, where, where I sent them out for 40 minutes and they came back two and a half hours later, some of them, right. Remember that day it was after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I remember because my wife minutes. was pregnant and we were both like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, will you stay back and watch the supplies? Pete? We're, we're going to make sure that if anyone needs help, uh, I'll quickly run to them. Um, I'm the greeter, um, <laughs> for anyone who shows up late. So, uh, what, what happened was, you know, um, that was radical and people, but I write about that at length in the book, but here's kind of the cool thing was people started just learning like by doing. So I remember one lady, she was a nurse. Um, I don't tell this story anywhere, but she, when she saw homeless people turn up, she was like, I'll never forget the day she boiled 30 eggs, brought it in a big pot brought a Costco pack of string cheese and a big colander dish filled with red apples. And I said, oh, what, what's this? She goes, well, I figured um, there's a lot of people that are homeless here and our crew's kind of hungry. You know, why don't we just put this stuff out at the back? And then people are hungry. And so uh, I was like, well, couldn't you have at least peeled the eggs for people? I mean, for, for Pete's sake. 
Um, no, I didn't say that. Um, but it was beautiful. It was like I ruined that moment. You did. Um, it, it it's was something that I would have done. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's what happens in my family nonstop. So it it was it was pretty rad, man. It was just kind of like you know what, um, you know that that just came because you were on mission. You saw something and you went for it. That eventually evolved into making breakfast because suddenly we'd be hanging out with people in the back talking with them all, and they're like, thanks so much for this. Like, I could just take this? Yeah, you can just take it. I, I don't have to stay, though, right? No, you don't have to stay. I'm Peyton, by the way. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Well, my name's blah, blah, blah. You, 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 you can't teach people that unless you're out there doing it with them. I'll never forget the day we did, and, and it was when we moved to Revol- Revolution Park. Um, and this is field training. What I'm saying is don't go meet in a room. You can meet in a room, but what I'm saying is be on mission. However that's going to look for you, be on mission as a church. I think just meeting in church and, and having a church service is not going to be like being on mission. But I think you can shake it up. You could do other things. And you don't have to do it the way we did it. But it, because the way we did it here is nothing like pillar. But I remember one day I was like, okay, we're shifting over to revolution. I want to do something big. That's not normally me, but it happened to be our anniversary. And so remember we got that big rapper guy, big unk. He came and we got um, Chris Lazat and we got a couple other bands and we don't do this stuff. We're not in the event church, but this is rad because we, you know, we, we are, we were a praying church and we felt well, we should just do this. We should just throw this big party in the park for us. We're totally the barbecue church. So let's throw down this huge barbecue. Let's have fun. Let's do it. Let's, let's, you know, just, so then all of a sudden I'm like, let's advertise on the radio. I never do that. Right. I don't know, man. I didn't know 90% of the people work in the barbecue line, work in the booths. I'd walk up and I'd be like, Oh, thanks for helping. Thinking like maybe they heard it on that. Cause we gave a, a call. Hey, if you want to go on mission, like our, our ad was like this. It was on the Christian radio station. We go, hey, what's the missing ingredient in your life? I bet any, more than anything, it's mission. That's why you've been bored as a Christian. Because you're not doing what God called you to do. Something like that. You want to go on mission? The same time you're going to church, come down to Refuge Long Beach. We're going to be throwing a party in the park. Blah, 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 blah. So we do that, right? And... So I'm I'm going to these booths. Remember, we had like a cotton candy machine. We had like dunk tank. We had a little fishing thing. But all these booths, and and we might have called the Southern Baptist because they have that, have all that stuff in a kit. You know, they bring this big trailer. I think it's like you know the Southern Baptist fun bus or something. It turns up and all the you unlock it and unleash all the fun and uh, boom, you know, all this stuff comes out. So I'm pretty sure we rented that. And dude, none of our people were manning those booths. And I thought there were people from the radio going, I heard your ad and I thought I'd come down and help. Nope. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, thanks for, thanks for helping. Where are you from? They'd be like, oh, from here. And I'd be like, really? What? Yeah, no, we were just hanging out in the park and somebody said, hey, you want to help us? <laughs> <this booth?" laughs> That's awesome. Typical Refuge Long Beach style, right? See, I remember and, I couldn't go to that event. for. Oh, you weren't there? No, I don't remember what happened. There was something going on with my kids or Jamie or something because I remember... I had to drive there and like give the keys for the tithe bag to to Mike Barry, and I couldn't. I was be impressed, there. dude. I gotta say, I'm not a big event guy, and, and mainly because it's not my gift. And I think if I try to pull off event, it's really gonna suck. 
So I tend not to do events, right? I, it's not that I don't believe in them, but hey, in the Old Testament, they did festivals. They did in the New Testament. Remember Pentecost happened to be a festival, kind of a big event day. But here's the deal. I, I was like, man, this is working. But what was rad was these were non-believers working our booths, man. And I'm just like, this is rad. They were on mission with us. And that's one of the huge takeaways. There's a, a girl who was a part, she was part of the breakfast crew because we had four teams for breakfast and they would kind of like almost compete, you know, like remember how like the one would always do the egg McMuffins, the other ones would always do the Mexican. And when we rotate breakfast and then we'd have the, then we eventually change it to the, like the first of the month was barbecue day. So we would have a little something there, but nothing big, you know, and then you'd have the giant barbecue afterwards. And, um, but, but one of the ladies came, she wasn't even safe, man. And she's on the food, she was on that food truck show on food channel. Oh, food yeah, network. yeah. Yeah. She, that's how we lost her. She's like, Hey, goodbye, everybody. I'm going on the food network channel, but she was there in downtown long beach cooking our breakfast one Sunday a month. Mm. And she brought a crap load of people with her and she ended up coming to faith and the people she brought with her came to faith. But I was like, are you kidding me? Like, like people that's just field training, man. People unsaved in our worship band. These are things we try to tell people is look, when you go on mission together, that's where the magic happens. And so anyways, I, I don't know what point I was trying to make other than there are just things you cannot train or teach in a classroom. Like I can talk about this now, but going back to Bo Moffitt, um, Bo is a church planner in North County, San Diego. And he was a guy that I mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast saying, that he said, hey, I see this train station thing you're doing. You want me to film it? And I go, yeah. So when I took my NAM contract, what happened was um, they asked me, hey, will you make training videos for us? So I did. But I said, I need to hire a film crew. So I hired Bo and Dan Torres. And uh, Bo was like, he's just sitting there. I'll never forget because he had a house church. And the house church was doing pretty well. But he's listening to me making all these videos behind the camera. And eventually it was like, next thing I know. And I, I only went to Bo's church for about a month, so I can't take any credit on the ground. But next thing I know, Bo's meeting out in a park. He's meeting in, in downtown Carlsbad, right? In a park, seeing more people come to faith, more people come to his church. And I remember I, I said, man, you're in the park now. And he goes, yeah, man, you've totally corrupted me. He's like, I couldn't keep listening to that stuff and not eventually do it. He's like, Peyton, we got to resurrect train station. He's like, people need to know. He, he, you just got to do stuff. And you got to have people there making you do stuff. And here's the deal. Is it's kind of like Paul with Timothy, right? You know that Paul was pushing Timothy out of the nest. You know that Paul was making Timothy do things while they're on the road. Paul's method of church planner training was a same that I believe in. And that is... If I'm going to train you to plan a church, I do it by planning a church with you. And then the stuff that can't be taught in a classroom is the stuff that truly changes you and truly transforms you. Not knocking the classroom because Paul did that daily in the Hall of Tyrannus. Yeah. But then afterwards, the practicum was let's go plant the seven churches of Asia. Yeah, no, I get it because in business it's the same way. Like I obviously do a ton of training. I train people how to do all kinds of stuff, but where you really like get the best training is when we go out and do it together. Like I will go out and do speaking events with people. 
and they get to see me do it. I get to see them do it. I get to tell them this is why I did this. This is why I didn't do that. Or here's what you need to be working on. And you get to see it by doing it. And there's also a comfort level, right, for the new guy because he's like, I'm not alone. You know, that fear of what if I really screw things up? Well, I don't have that fear. I honestly look at it and go, I don't care how bad you are. There's nothing I can't save. Like, that's out of my ego and arrogance. But in business, that's just the way I feel. And so I can imagine that feeling of field training, right, as you call it, of, okay, but I can see Peyton do it. He's going to, you know, debrief with me. This is why I did this. He's going to watch me do it. He's going to give me some notes on what I need to improve. But I don't feel like I'm jumping out of a plane without somebody who's done it before. Right. And that's what right. I think a lot of church planners feel. I agree, man. Here's a parachute. Exactly. Get up there. Jump. And you're like, what? Never done that. Maybe that's we should why do something. We, it jump school, we should baby. do something and called now- jump school. I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> why we called it jump school because we're like look we're gonna jump with you man you know so that's how it started and then eventually we said yeah we can't jump with you because you're in the middle of uh uh america you're like in kansas or montana and we can't do that we're in california so uh here's jump school the movie here's jump school the book here's jump school the course yeah but uh anyways Hey, Pete, um, wasn't this podcast brought to us by BibleInnerCircle.com? You know, it sure was, Peyton. In fact, I would say if you're a bivocational pastor or church planner, you should go check out BibleInnerCircle.com because I'm told that they have great resources that show you two main things, how to reach the unreached and how to make a living outside of the church while you're reaching the unreached. It's really an amazing program. So come to my free seminar, and I will teach you how to make a lot of money. And you get all. Thank you, thank you for being. You get all these unbelievers, just like me. Look at them all here on my boat. It's great (laughs) in the park. When I began, I had nothing, no converts, no unbelievers in my church. But now, look at all my beautiful converts. (laughs) I think I think my (laughs) accent like totally switched. (laughs) I think it started a little a little Asian, then it went a little Middle Eastern, and I I don't know where it ended (laughs) up there at the end. We just globe trotted, and uh, by the way. Um, after the events of Charlottesville, racism sucks. That is our official position here at Church Planner Magazine. And uh, white supremacists and Nazis, you have First Amendment rights to be absolutely disgusting human beings. But Jesus loves you anyways. And we're going to pray for your salvation. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Hey, real quick before we sign off. If uh, they need help with their bookkeeping, payroll, anything like that, where should they go? Definitely not to the neo-Nazi party or the white supremacists. That is a bad move. Where you want to go instead is you want to go to SimplifiedChurch.com. Those are the people that help you with your IRS and bookkeeping needs. Too far? (laughs) (laughs) No, I was looking for a good soundbite to throw in there with it, and I just... I got how nothing. do you segue away from racism to simplify church? I mean, <laughs> I was I was really striving there. You you set me up for failure, brother. Chancho, when you are a man, sometimes you wear stretchy pants in your room. It's for fun. <laughs> well, if they didn't think we we're saved at the beginning of the podcast, man, they definitely don't think we're saved by the That's end. That's all right. They didn't stick around, so it's it's okay. They didn't. That is true, and they missed the stretchy pants. Well, guys, this has been the Church Planner Podcast reminding you, if you want to reach the ones nobody's reaching, 
You need to go where nobody's going. And dang it, you need to do what nobody's doing. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Music